Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And welcome to our friends from around the world. People are rising up, and we need to do so under hopefully the banner of uh, Jesus and also under the banner of freedom. I think those two things are synonymous. We're given free will by Almighty. And when someone takes away our free speech, any of our freedoms... They're going against the word of God. Just remember that, please. We ask people to do two things when they come here. Number one, if you would subscribe, that greatly increases our algorithm and increases our reach. And we need the sound of marching feet quickly. The second thing that we ask you to do is to share the work. Because there's a lot of people out there right now that think that they can get by with their bystander apathy attitude. That someone else will do the work. Uh-uh, we can't do that. Everyone needs to go now. It's all hands on deck. We are brought to you by a product that's going to help you lose weight. Now, Doug and Thornton and I always talk to you about train, prep, and pray. Well, this is part of the training process. You got to shed the pounds, which I'm certainly working on, and I'm having some good success with this program right here. It's called TrimWithDave.com. It's a BioTrust product, which means that when you go to TrimWithDave.com, you're going to see the research right there in layman's terms, and they save the anecdotal recommendations until the end. I mean, it's purely a scientific organization with scientific results. They're going to give you 51% off, and they guarantee the product with a 60-day money-back guarantee and all kinds of other benefits, including free postage, free newsletter. I mean, they have it all. You'll see it right there when you go to trimwithdave.com. That's trimwithdave.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, want to talk to you about something. I've addressed this before, but I haven't addressed it scientifically. Now I'm going to. And people are saying, I have these feelings of impending doom, impending danger, and people are pointing to dates. Dates are a fool's errand. And and really, we've got a lot of biblical reference for this, because just, for example, when uh, uh, the Bible speaks about in Revelations, the second coming of Jesus, we shall not know the hour of the day. And we won't. We won't. We need to live as if it could happen in the next minute. But in reality, your feelings are justified. Now, you can let the fear consume you, or you can lead by faith. And we all need to be leaders in this movement. You'll be a leader of you and yours. You'll influence other people. But lead by faith, not by fear. But the fear is important to establish the seriousness of the danger. And we are hardwired to sense danger. Let me run through some ways that we know this. Number one, there are these studies that were done. Uh, from the field of social psychology. And what they found was that people can sense when they're being stared at from behind. That's when they're most vulnerable. So this seems to be a built-in natural defense mechanism. Now, there's all kinds of theories. None of them have been substantiated, like uh, some kind of energy from your eyes and the constant stare creates a sensory field that impacts the person's sensation. Okay, that's one thing I've heard. That might be true. I have no basis for that. But what we do know is they have done these experiments where they'll get 10 people and they hang a little placard over their back and it has a number, one through 10. And then they'll have people come out one at a time. And sometimes they do it as a group. And if they do it individually or the group, they all say the same thing. Like when you walk out there, stare at number six for X amount of seconds. And then what they do is they hand out a questionnaire. Were you being stared at from behind? Were you the one? And what they have found is that 
in the areas of predictability, the odds show, the probabilities show that people can tell when they're being stared at from behind. Way beyond the laws of chance, people know when they're being stared at from behind. Kind of interesting. So guys, be careful when you watch that pretty girl walk away from you. She may know. She may know from experience if she's that lovely. But anyway, the stare behind tells us we've sensed danger from behind potentially. Okay. Second thing that we know. And and I find this to be a really interesting experiment. I've got to really make it simple here because of time. But I'm not going to go into the origin of um, this experiment, which really started at North Carolina State. And it moved and then changed form dramatically when it went to the Princeton engineers. Not psychologists, interestingly enough. Princeton engineers. The name of the experiment I'm going to talk about is called the Princeton Engineering Anomalies Research or PEAR for short. And they were working on the theory. Among They had many theories. They actually did some psychokinesis experiments and so forth because engineers want to know, can mind affect matter? I'm not going to go there today. I'm going to focus just on one particular part, the sensing of danger. So what they did is they had what they called listening posts throughout the world. And people would volunteer to come in every day and give their autonomic uh, nervous system responses, heart rate, respiration. And we know that when we're in fight or flight mode, you know, we greatly excite our heart rate accelerates. So does our respiration. And they're really uh, easily proven. And they would measure people all hours of the day and night. And they'd have people come in shifts and they would get an aggregate measure for the entire planet. So they would have one for an area and they'd have one for the planet. Now, It's interesting what they found. The two biggest spikes in autonomic nervous system reflex around the world was, number two, the tsunami of Malaysia in 2004. That horrible, horrible event. And then, number one, was 9-11. But there's been others, too. They have a whole listing of this pair. Now, they've discontinued the experiment, but it went on for over 30 years. And what they conclusively showed was that the odds show the probabilities are that people can sense danger about four hours before it happens. Now, in science, we have to remember that you really can't prove anything. You can't. You have to establish probabilities that something is true. In fact, actually, there's a little designation at the end of a study. You see P equals less than 0.05. That means you have a good study. And translated into layman's terms, that means that the research results have less than a 5% chance of being due to random circumstance or luck. Uh, and, And certainly the pair experiments meet that criteria in this particular area of sensing danger. So there we have two scientific studies, one from the field of social psychology and the other is from the field of engineering. I found it interesting. The engineers took interest in this. Um, Number three, Cliff High. I, I got to interview Cliff, gosh, probably 13, 14 years ago. Fascinating person. What an interesting guy to talk to. Seriously, this guy... I think you could carry on a conversation with an inanimate object and be interesting. This guy was, it was one of the most fun interviews I ever did. And uh, my news director at the time, Annie DeRiso knew him and set the interview up. 
And what Cliff does is he does data mining of themes on the internet. And he bases his theory on that people can tell when something is going to happen, both good and bad, but mostly the focus is on the negative. And it's like the Princeton Engineering Anomalies Research Study. What he does is he looks for fearful responses and then categorizes them and then starts to make some assumptions about what's coming. And people, he says, is is reflected by internet traffic is people project their inner sense of sensing danger coming onto their internet posts. An interesting theory, but it's very much like the Princeton experiment. And he's had very similar responses. And the thing is, is his predictions have been very accurate. And he has a history of being accurate. And this is a man who doesn't, um, uh, how do I say this? He's very reserved in his notoriety. I think he could be in a lot more prominent position if he so chooses, and he doesn't. So he's not motivated by fame or money. Um, He's just fascinated with his work, and he puts forward the work without any fanfare. And it was one of the things I really respect about Cliff. So there's your third example. Uh, Your fourth example will be, now this is anecdotal. Um, Now, anecdotal is not totally worthless from a research standpoint, But anecdotal really only forms the basis to create a hypothesis of what you would study. But what we're seeing a lot now, a lot of people of the Christian faith, and you see this reflected on YouTube. Interesting, we might want to put Cliff to work on this too. Um, These people are saying these things are going to happen. These are visions that they have. A lot of them have to do with the United States being nuked. And this is something I've almost come to accept as a foregone conclusion. Uh, Henry Duterman was a guy that um, uh, talked a lot about this. And there's been a lot of Christian visionaries that have talked about this. Now, we get into another arena, the fifth arena. It's called remote viewing. And no, it's not devilish. It's not satanic. This is what people say. It's from the devil. It's like Ouija boards. No, it's not. Um, the frequency of the mind, if it can get into the fifth dimension, now we're into quantum physics explanation, basically time stands still. And you can locate something, an event, a person. In fact, missing persons have been found using remote viewing. But if you assign typical, you know, four-digit code, okay, and this is the way it's done, and then you go through the sensory exercise, and then you graph what you see, and um, and you go on first sense impressions, Uh, Remote viewing has proven to be several hundred times more accurate than the laws of chance. And this was actually presented on the old Ted Koppel Nightline show back, I'd say, late 1990s, when it was discovered that Operation Stargate was, in effect, psychic spying, but it's not psychic. Remote viewing has nothing to do with psychic. It's a learned skill. Um, but they mislabeled it as psychic and they brought in Duke University statisticians that ran the probability chances on, you know, how well they did on locating like Soviet underground nuclear facilities. And they were way above the laws of chance. Now, were they perfect? Absolutely not. But remote viewing is another way that we can kind of look into the future. And in a quantum model, you get into the fifth dimension. Um, 
you know, Carl Jung talked about this in his early theories, and I think he was a real visionary about quantum physics. I think he was way ahead of his time. He said that we all have a collective unconscious and there's a central data point where all knowledge and events exist forwards and backwards in time. And he called this the collective unconscious. Now we all know what a personal unconscious is, right? You're driving down the road and you see something and it triggers something from your childhood, a memory you haven't had in decades. Okay. That comes from the personal unconscious. The collective unconscious is what we all share in common. But in quantum physics terms, it would be in a different frequency vibration. There's lots of research on this. Let me just give you one example uh, so you don't think this is totally nuts. What they have done is they've taken the same cell structures in a Petri dish, and they have split it and divided it in half, and they moved the Petri dish initially just miles away, and they electrified one of the dishes, and the other reacted the same way. Then they separated it by continents, and they got the same result. And the theory is it would happen... Uh, on the other side of the universe, because these are bonds that are connected. The original theory comes from if God used the Big Bang theory to create the universe, is that at one time, one quantum second before the Big Bang, we were all connected and we never lose that connectedness. All the materials that will go into making us who we are, are ultimately connected. And, and this seems to be reflected in some biblical scriptures that you know basically give you the impression that uh, aloneness is the greatest myth. We are not alone. We are all connected. We're interconnected. Um, this is what the globalists fail to realize, or they do realize it and they're trying to destroy it. Yeah, I mean, it's a very satanic movement, but we are all connected. We're all responsible to each other and for each other. And this is actually out of the quantum model as well. So when I when people tell me, Dave, I have this feeling of impending doom, I feel bad things are coming. I would say there's lots of scientific basis for those feelings. Now, I don't think we hit the panic switch. I think that events that are foretold can be modified. I don't think events are fixed in time. I think God knows the answer. But from where our perspective is, things are moldable, and God would know that moldable things will happen. But nonetheless... I would say trust those feelings and then act accordingly. But I will say this too, and I'll get you, get into another esoteric kind of explanation here. The power of prayer can counter this. Now, does the power of prayer have any scientific basis? And I'm just going to briefly explore this because this would be a whole presentation unto itself. The answer is yes. There are 17 good studies the last time I counted, which was probably about seven or eight years ago. There were 17 well-done studies, but there needs to be more to get a really high level of significance. I think the level of significance cumulatively now is about 0.12, and 0.10 is minimally acceptable. 0.05 is is preferred. That's you know how much of your study could be due to random chance, but certainly the trend curve is there. And I'll just give you one example of a prayer study. They had uh, hospital cardiac situation with a prognosis for lifespan in one state and let's say it was texas for the sake of argument and another one would be in california with the same cardiac condition and the prognosis would be the same maybe six months survival okay for both and then they would bring in a team and they wouldn't even know where the hospitals were all they did was pray over the condition and the first name and first initial of the last name and these people would pray over these. And what they found 
was in the experimental group. This is a classic double-blind experiment, but in the experimental group, they found in this study that the people who were prayed for had double the life expectancy. In other words, how long did they live beyond predictability? And the other was pretty much, they stuck to pretty much what the prognosis was. And so we have some evidence here that really strongly suggests the power of prayer in healing is real. Well, if it's true in healing, why wouldn't it be true in other areas? Now, if you're of the faith, you don't need to hear this study to know it's true. You've seen anecdotal evidence of it in your own life, no doubt. So what I say to you is this, is that when you have these feelings of impending doom, you have a counterbalancing mechanism in you. Number one, you might be able to change it through prayer, and collective prayer is stronger than individual prayer. That's something else that's come out in the research as well, too. But even your individual prayer, if you can't change the event through a request to the Lord, then what you might do is basically ask for the ability to adapt. The book of Matthew says very clearly, you're loyal to Jesus. He will not depart from you. And I think that that's a reasonable thing. Now, what we also know are certain kinds of prayer are um, better, they're tied to better results. The Spindrift people that studied prayer for years and years, I interviewed a couple of people from that organization, oh gosh, probably about 2009, 2010. And what they found is that when you pray for God's judgment and the greater good in a situation, not so much for your individual prayer, but a greater good prayer, God make this work for the best and so forth and so on. Those prayers tended to yield the most positive results in the perspective of the people that were praying. So we have a lot of research on this. Now you're saying, well, why don't I hear about this? Would you say that the mainstream media is exactly of the faith? Do they look like they live their lives according to the faith with maybe a few exceptions? Do you think the people they support in the major corporations, oh, like BlackRock and Big Pharma, do you, do, you, do you think that they act like Christians in their attitude? Hmm? This is why you don't hear about it. And you're saying, well, why aren't there more studies? I just told you, studies take funding. Now look at the university natures today. How many universities out there are not tied to the secular, humanistic, woke model? There are not very many. And the last thing they're going to do is fund a study on prayer. Do I think we need more? Absolutely, we need more. And I'm calling on Christian universities that not have, have embraced the woke doctrine to commission these studies. They're not really hard to do. And I can't imagine there's a lot of expense involved with this. The problem is, though, if you're pre uh, praying for health, then you've got to get woke hospitals controlled by the woke big pharma to go along with it. But you could do other kinds of experiments that can show the same kind of result. And it's absolutely amazing here when we start looking at this, that there is a side to us. And Jesus talked about this too in a slightly different realm, but the same modality. Um, when he turned stone into bread, he walked on water, right? Turned water into wine. He said, this I do and you can do more. So there's real value uh, in what I'm telling you, the spiritual references the scientific references, from the, especially from the quantum model. The bottom line is this, is that although I think you should trust your feelings of impending doom, especially when they're repetitive, when we have repetitive dreams, we know this in the field of uh, dream analysis, that repetitive dreams means there's usually a problem you're not dealing with. You're going to keep having the dream until you confront the issue. 
I believe in these uh, premonitions or feelings that you get. I think the same thing is true. So if you're getting them on a repetitive basis, it might be good to pay attention to it, but then ask for help. If you're spiritual, you pray for the guidance to deal with it. You pray for the best outcome. If it's not, well, if you're not spiritual, I think you're really cutting out a lot of the power that exists within you. There are powers within us that are really not fully realized. And certainly the purveyors of this society don't want you to know. See, when we go through education, do they really teach you how the money system works? And you're watching some of these videos, like you'll watch Ray Dalio, okay, or Doug Casey. These guys are brilliant. Robert Kiyosaki. I absolutely love watching these guys. But did you learn that stuff in high school? (laughs) No. And would it have really guided you a little differently had you done that? Probably. So they don't teach you about money. They don't teach you about relationships. Now, when I was a young high school teacher and I taught psychology, I did teach about relationships. But how many students at the secondary level take psychology? And how many teachers would actually go down that route? Um, So when you look at that, a minority of the people get exposed to relationships. So they don't teach you about relationships. They don't teach you about money. They don't teach you about how politics really works, do they? You know, when I first really learned about politics hardcore, I took a political science class when I was a freshman, and our duty was to go out in the primary election and hang out at the Democrat headquarters, the Republican headquarters. And then you really kind of, and I thought, hey, a lot of these people are are buying votes. And what I mean by that, corporate donations, and it was really flagrant. I saw, in fact, actually, when I visited Washington, D.C. with my young son uh, and uh, my wife, we were there in 2008. We were outside my congressman's office, and there was a line of lobbyists. Man, that was my education. They don't teach you this stuff. They don't teach you about spirituality. They don't teach you about money. They don't teach you about relationships. They teach you enough to do your job but not so much that you'll question authority or develop the powers within you to go beyond the constraints they put on you because they want to control you. The ultimate control that's coming is CBDC. And the Bible's very, very clear about this. This is the beginning of the mark of the beast. There's absolutely no question about it. You cannot buy or sell. Don't we see that in China? Hmm? It's only going to get worse. Trust your feelings act upon them, but realize that your power collectively with other people and with the divine spirit that runs the universe is a lot greater than the dangers coming our way. Anyway, I hope you found this useful and uh, I'm looking forward to your comments. Thank you so much for joining us. Check us out at the commonsenseshow.tv, in-depth TV documentaries with a panel of experts helping us deal with with these unprecedented challenges we're facing, things we've never gone through as a nation, abject treason in the White House, okay, abject indifference to the welfare of America from Congress. I mean, we haven't heard one congressperson speak up for Maui, now have we? No. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but we're also looking at other things too. Our rights are being eviscerated. The banks aren't safe. I've tried to do my part in educating you. That's why we talk about noble gold. Okay, you need options. Well, this is the weird time we live in, and I have experts that can help you. 
No commercials, no censorship, five-star ratings on the world's major platforms, thecommonsenseshow.tv. Sign up today. We'll see you over there.